I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. Three of the nightcap alongside Sean King. I am Tim Murray. Halftime at Pauley Pavilion. UCLA 40, Arizona 29. Here's the question, Sean. Mm -hmm. I have UCLA plus three. Do I sit back, hold on to that, or do I get greedy and take Arizona minus four second half and set myself up with a 12-point middle? Well... When you look at statistically what happened in the first half, I think there's going to be a lot of regression in the second. Arizona's 30. UCLA shot 71% from three-point range. Arizona shot 26%, 4-15. So you presume that UCLA will miss a couple of their threes and Arizona will make a couple of theirs, which will probably put us in a down-to-the-wire type of game. All right, let's bring in Eric Eager. Eric's always... uh interested in in some late night investments eric what do you think middle middle time i got ucla plus the three we got arizona laying four second half down 11 and i agree with sean there's probably i mean ucla 71 percent from three arizona 26 percent uh ucla 53 percent from the field arizona 35 percent do we do we do we tango do we do a little try to get a little uh, late night fun here try to middle this bad boy Look, Tim, as as somebody who bet with you the other night, uh, was it Michigan State uh, second half minus the points? Oh. We almost got there. Uh, the Wisconsin. Nonsense. It was Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah, Wisconsin Against was Against Michigan State, yeah. Yeah, 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 okay. So that was the bet that we missed. By the way, uh, Sean, uh, I love the sweatshirt, Roll Wave. Thank you very um, much. I, I, I'm going to go with you again here. All I right. think I'm going to go with you again just because – Honestly, with no football for days, um, it, it feels like I do need to go with you here. From what Sean said, uh, you are going to get some three-point shooting regression here, so I'm going to go with you. So here we go. We have the bet has been put in. Let's do it. We are we're trying to get the middle because this is what I do, Eric. This is the uh, the keep Tim entertained on the nightcap bets. Now you middle all the way up to Arizona winning by two, seven, right? Two, two. Yeah. Okay. I thought you had UCLA plus. Plus three. Okay. Yeah. So, all right. There we go. Yeah. We, uh, Eric, it got a little weird tonight. These were the bets that I had. I had Richmond 
Michigan State, Siena, Missouri, Wyoming, New Mexico, and uh, now UCLA and Arizona. Yeah, we need an intervention, Eric. Hey, Eric was on my side. Eric we're, best, we're, we're cold Eric, red on the nightcap. Eric is like Captain WNBA CFL better. He, he's going to be on my side on these things. And not only that, USFL coming. USFL, oh by the way, Sean, hey man, uh, what? if you need a quarterback, are you going to pick up the phone? What a star-studded list of head coaches. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My really? my, my uh, former Chiefs, yeah, my, me being a Chiefs fan, Chiefs legend Todd Haley coaching one of those teams. But it. my biggest question is for Mr. King here: If they call you, Sean, are you going to pick up the phone and be a and be a quarterback in that league? No, I, I love what I do. Because I, mean, I, I feel like I'd be more willing to bet it if I knew that you no. uh, were one of the quarterbacks. The thing with those <laughs> leagues is they never last. No. Oh, they, so it's they, like if you they, pick up and like move your family, change your life right. to pursue that, like in the last five years, how many of those leagues have we had pop up? Even a couple of them, like we're getting some support, but none of them have lasted. I will say, though, the betting is soft in those leagues, though. So yeah. they could they could make an XFL, USFL, AAF. If they made one of those every spring, uh, the bankroll appreciates it. Yeah. So I do have a quick question about this past weekend's games because I know that uh, Mike Vrabel has a uh, pro football-focused clicker on his belt, and uh, I know you guys, you know, assign different people to each head coach during the game. And I was told that you were the one that hit the clicker and said go for two instead of taking a 7-6 lead. So I just need some clarification and I know you tweeted about it, Sean. That's why I, I, I was prepared for this. So <laughs> if you get a penalty that gets it to the one-yard line, right. you should almost always go for two just because, especially if you're the Titans and you have Derrick Henry. I know Henry was coming off an injury, but your chance of slamming it in from the one is a lot better than most teams. And then I understand that obviously they didn't make it so that, you know, set them back a little bit. But – if you do make it, then the next touchdown you get, by the way, you can go for two again to go up 1916. That's the that's the other side of it, right? Like, so we all look at it and say, oh, you know, if they would have just kicked the extra point, then they'd be up 1716 and maybe they're running out the clock. And, you know, it's questionable because, you know, the Bengals had all their timeouts and, you know, Bengals field goal still beat 1716. But if they make it, then the next touchdown to A.J. Brown possibly gets them a three-point lead. You see what I'm saying? So I think there's a lot of benefit to going for it, It, if only because the average extra point is worth about 0.95 points, and the average two-point conversion is worth 0.95 points when you go from the two-yard line. If you go from the one-yard line and your running back's Derrick Henry, your average conversion, I mean, you're, it's worth about 1.2 points, 1.3 points. So it's just, a, it's just a mathematical play that you're doing at the beginning of the game there that can set you up to have an advantage if you were to make it later on in the game. So what I'm about to say right now, because eventually I think Eric's going to become a GM, and, <laughs> and, and this one response is going to put him in a position where he tells the owner, the only guy I'll hire is Sean King to be my head coach. Everything you said is 100% true, except as I put context on it, first pass of the game, if I'm on Mike Vrabel, my quarterback, Ryan Tannehill, throws it to the other team. 
My defense does a tremendous job holding them to a field goal, not giving up seven points. We go back on the field. We have an unproductive drive. Cincinnati gets the ball back again. They take it down. My defense holds up in the red zone, forces them to kick a field goal. Finally, we have some things go right for us on offense, and we get down and score. So in a game where my quarterback obviously doesn't look like he's comfortable and confident and playing his best, in a game where we're the home team, the road team has kicked two field goals or up 6-0, we could potentially still have the lead now. To me, that's the context that I wish some of the guys would implement into some of the decision-making. Because just having the lead right there from an emotional standpoint, from an energy in the stadium standpoint, is so important. And that's why I would have kicked that extra point. Because mathematically, everything you say makes sense. But I also have the guy that gives us the advantage coming off of missing three and a half months of football. He looks like he's not running with the same vigor and – physicality that he does when he's completely healthy. So I'm, I don't have the, the the working version of him that I'm used to. So I just think when you take all those things into play, plus the fact that our defense was playing tremendous, you know, I, I take the lead there. I, I just do. I do it 100 out of 100 times because the downside to me of not converting the two-point conversion is way more important in a 6-0 game that we're losing than – potentially being in a situation if we convert it and score again and get another two-point conversion that mathematically it, it makes sense. Is, is that fair? Yeah. And I mean, like that is like, if, if I was a GM, Sean, and you were my head coach, I'd certainly like make sure, like, I think, I think that the players have to be on board with these things. Right. And when you look at a team like the Baltimore Ravens, you know, when John Harbaugh is like, hey, Lamar, do you want to go for it? And he's like, hell yeah, I do. Like, John knows the answer to that question beforehand, right? Like, you do need a team that has the habit of mind, absolutely. And I think any any person, any coach that's worth his salt knows what his players feel, right? And I think your point is is perfectly valid, having played the game before and knowing, you know, what it's like to have a 7-6 lead versus having a 6-6 six to six tie and and all those things have to be evaluated, right? And 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 yeah, I mean, I think that that's you know that's important. And and um, you know, I think if you want to be an analytically driven team, you have to you know push it. You know, you have to at least like bring up the conversation, like, hey, what is this going to look like if we uh, go for it and don't make it? Are you guys going to be okay with that, or do you just want that one point? You know, I'm so glad that you brought that game up because I think that was Hundley. I think Lamar was hurt. And a lot of people thought when I said I had criticism for Harbaugh's calls that I was talking about the two-point conversion, I wasn't because I was in full agreement with that. I didn't love the play call because I didn't think he had enough options. But if you convert that one specific play, game's over, you win. My criticism of Harbaugh that game came on the first drive of the game when you're starting your backup quarterback and you have the ball first and goal from the five and you had gained two yards in three plays and they went for it on fourth down instead of taking the three points. And I was mm-hmm. just thinking backup quarterback, first drive of the game, points are so valuable. So I had more I had an issue with that call, not the two point attempt. It, it, yeah, and, and those are all things to think about. I was talking about the Kansas City game in week two when they were like it was fourth and one and and they're like, Hey, let's beat Kansas City, you know? Oh, like okay, and I that's always you. the yeah, thing. Yeah, like yeah. our assumptions yeah. are so different, right? Because like I played the game, but I, I stopped in college, and obviously you played in the NFL, and you know 
sort of like what these, you know, what NFL players believe and stuff. And it, and it's important. I, I like, I think that is lost a lot in the conversation is sort of like what the, what the players believe. Cause I think if you are going to run a team, if you're Brandon Staley, let's say, and you're going to run the chargers uh, as a team where you're going for every fourth down, your team better know why, and your team better be all in because if everybody is sort of dipping their toes into the, uh, into it, then I don't think it's nearly as effective, right? So you have to have everybody bought in to the way you're approaching football. Hey, Eric, we got a, uh, we're up against the break here. I, I know you're a busy man. Any chance for the, for the two lane green wave, great. And the anti-analytical guy here. I'm not anti. He's anti. Can, can you hang out for one more segment with us? Of course. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to. All right. There he is. Eric eager. We're going to break down championship weekend on the other side with Mr. E. It is the nightcap on Visa. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts designed to tackle sports betting from a local perspective. There are city casts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philly, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C., where they could talk about a 35 point blown lead. Subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your podcasts. Alongside Sean King, I am Tim Murray. Eric Eager, kind enough to hang out with us for another segment at PFF underscore Eric on Twitter. Check out the PFF forecast. And uh, he is, Mr. Eager, a big time Chiefs fan. And the Chiefs nice. are taking on the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, sources tell me that uh, you might be needing a, a thick jacket come Sunday evening. True or false? Yeah, true. This is going to be. I'm trying to remember, this is my sixth Bengals game of the year because uh, PFF's in Cincinnati with uh, Chris owning the company. And uh, But this will be my second Bengals-Chiefs game. This will be my first Arrowhead game since the Chiefs beat the Titans in the 2019 uh, AFC Championship game. So I'm really excited. I think this game will be a lot of fun. Um, the I, I I can see that the, uh, the, the money is coming in on Kansas City minus six and a half early and now minus seven. Uh, I think that makes sense. Total has gone up as well. 
Um, I kind of like under in that game, Tim. Yeah, and uh, it it has the makings because what we just saw defensively from Kansas City was not great. Uh, And Cincinnati certainly has some big-time playmakers offensively for this to be a shootout. And now we've, you know, we've seen a total start at 50 and a half and go to 55. So at what point uh, does the resistance come? And it it might be coming here shortly. But I want to start on the side because, you know, my mindset is always, not always, but more often than not, to go against the grain, go against the public. And I I absolutely feel like the, the public's going to be firing away on the Chiefs. And if this thing gets to seven and a half, I'm going to be intrigued to take the Bengals. I think they have the offensive firepower to, I wouldn't say go into Arrowhead and win, but you, know, you look at that team and, and you were there, you know, wild card weekend when they beat the Raiders they're not scared, man, and, and they beat this Kansas City Chiefs team already to clinch the AFC North. No one thought this team would win the AFC North, you know, preseason. So I, I don't think they go in there worried and shaking in their boots about the big bad Chiefs. I think they have the chance to keep this uh, under the number. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, even in that game, they were down fourteen two right. separate times. They went into halftime down eleven, uh, and they were not deterred. And and that was a Chiefs team that I think. You know, that where they were on an eight game winning streak, they had, you know, played really good defense up until that point. And, uh, you know, yeah, I, I, I agree. I think the Bengals could very well keep this close to me. I think you have to look at under, right. And, and the reason why you have to look at under is if the chiefs get one stop on fourth down in the, in the two minute drill against the Buffalo bills, that game goes under, you know, Sunday and, and we all look at it. Oh, it's 77 points or whatever. It ended up being 78 points. I think. And, you know, we all look at that and ultimately that would have gone under 54 and a half if they stopped uh, the Buffalo Bills on a fourth down where they had Josh Allen dead to rights. Um, And, you know, you look at the way the pace of that game played, the Chiefs played great offense, but against the defenses that the Chiefs play now, they have to cross the street 10 or 12 times on the way to the end zone. And that just takes a lot of time. And, you know, there could be a game where even if the Bengals are really good in this game, it's one of those where both teams have three or four possessions and we're at halftime and it's 14 10 uh, because both offenses are efficient, but there isn't those, there aren't those explosive plays. And I think that's a very real possibility here. And that's why, you know, when I, when I look at this game, I think the chiefs will have success offensively, but it won't be 70 yards at a time. It'll be five yards at a time. And the Bengals, you know, when you look at their game against Tennessee, it was, they, they weren't a disaster offensively. They were picking up yards. They were getting yards of the catch. They were running the ball well, especially in the second half, not so much the first half. And Burrow would take a sack and field goal range. And it's like, if that happens against the Chiefs, you know, that's going to, they're going to be trading field goals for touchdowns. And if they do that, I think under 54 and a half, the, the bit, what will end up being the biggest total uh, in, in the, uh, the playoffs so far, uh, that, that's a, a, an actually a fairly solid bet. You know, the only thing I think that keeps me from leaning under is Cincinnati's greatest deficiency is pass protection, yet the Chiefs are nowhere close to Tennessee when, from a defensive front standpoint, at getting quarterback, getting, getting pressure on the quarterback. And you just look at the success that, you know, Gabe Davis had, eight for one, for 201 and four. Jamar Chase had 11 for 266 and three. Like, I think the Chiefs are, are – they lack confidence in the secondary right now. I think the Bengals are licking their chops. They're going to be able to exploit it. You know, I, I honestly think Patrick Mahomes is going to have to play a better game of football on Sunday to win this game than he did this past Sunday. That's how, 
in the game I think the Bengals going to be. I think they're confident. I think they they love the fact that they can attack this defense and they don't have to worry about, you know, two defensive linemen that are, you know, maybe in the conversation for best at their position, you know, if we're really being honest. Maybe not the most well-known names in the guys in Tennessee, but they're really good. So I, I think Bengals are going to put up points, and I think Mahomes will have to really, really go in his bag of tricks for Kansas City to win. Yeah, I mean, Landry and Simmons are terrific players. I think Chris Jones, yeah, at times, like there was a 10-week stretch during the season where no one had more pressures than Chris Jones, whether that was edge, linebacker, or interior defensive lineman. So I think he can certainly be that player. Um, but, you know, there are motivational aspects with him where some weeks he just disappears. I thought Melvin Ingram played a great game against Buffalo. He just didn't get home nearly as much as he should have based on his pressures. But, yeah, Frank Clark has not been the player that Chiefs, you know, traded for from Seattle a couple weeks, a couple years ago. Uh, and that could be an issue. Um, you know, I will say this in the Chiefs defense. They got the Buffalo Bills to a lot of fourth downs mm-hmm. and a lot of third downs uh, Sunday. And, you know, I, you know, conversions on third and fourth downs, as we all know, are pretty random. And so I think the Chiefs caught the wrong end of variance in that game. And they caught the wrong end of variance in the first Cincinnati game. And I will say, you know, against uh, Cincinnati, they were without Rashad Fenton, a pretty good corner for them. He was also out against Buffalo. Chances are he's going to play this week. And then uh, Tyron Matthew, you know, probably their best player in the secondary, uh, did not play for the majority of that Buffalo game. He'll be back after uh, concussion protocol in all likelihood uh, against Cincinnati. So I do think they'll be a better defensively than what we saw against Buffalo. Um, but yeah, I, I think if, if you do get the worst out of the Chiefs, um, you know, the, the Bengals can very much exploit that. Talk once again to Eric Eager at PFF underscore Eric from Pro Football Focus. Joins us every Tuesday in this spot. Has done so all throughout the NFL season, which has been great. All right, let's get to the, the evening affair in Los Angeles, SoFi Stadium. Rams and 49ers, familiar foes. Uh, the stats are out there. Six straight wins for Kyle Shanahan over Sean McVay, but yet the Rams are laying three and a half here. Got bet down from four down to three and a half. Value on the dog in this spot? It it seems, as I would say, a little too good to be true sitting there with that hook. Yeah, and early in the week it was minus 120. Now it's minus 110, so you do see some money coming on the Rams. Uh, I think the matchup is, I think the matchup differential is real. If you look at the, the Rams, they disguise coverages more than any team in the NFL. On early downs, it's more than 40%. But against teams that aren't San Francisco, the Rams have disguised coverage on 43% of early downs this year. Against the Niners in the two games, just 29%. The Niners do so much motion, so much deception, so much unique things on offense that the Rams have a hard time playing their actual defense against them. And I think that that's what people are, you know, when they buy into the 49ers against the Rams, it's legitimate things. It's not just the noise. Uh, that that has made San Francisco beat the Rams two times in in six of the last six, six times. It's that Shanahan offense. You know the Rams have engineered a defense to beat the high powered passing offenses of the NFL, the Bucks of the world, which they did a pretty good job the other day. The the Chiefs, who might play in the Super Bowl, the the Bills. You know those teams that have the great quarterbacks. And San Francisco, all the while, is sitting here. And I made the analogy to. You know, the San Francisco 49ers are kind of that second prettiest girl in the beautiful mind where everybody's trying to look at the prettiest girl and and trying to go after her. And all the while, the second prettiest girl is the one, in fact, that that's that's having a day. 
And, and I think the Niners are a lot like that. Everybody's maximizing their defense to beat the Chiefs and the in the Bucks and the Buffalo Bills of the world. And meanwhile, they're able to take advantage of them uh, because they run a sort of really fun motion, high, you know, heavy personnel set. And the Rams are trying to play six defensive backs with the smallest box counts in the NFL. And it's just really hard to match up that way. Eric, before we let you run, we got about 45 seconds. So it, it feels like, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, your favorite plays uh, for each game, it would be under in Cincy, Kansas City, and then taking the points with San Francisco? Yeah, I, t- I think my favorite bet is the Niners, plus okay. three and a half. Um, I-, I think under in that Cincy, Kansas City game, my model does like Cincinnati. I just, as a Chiefs fan, I just have a hard time uh, <laughs> taking the points. Um, even though it would be something of an emotional hedge as, as we uh, try to make the Super Bowl for the third straight year. Eric, appreciate it as always. Enjoy the game and uh, might be celebrating another opportunity to go to the Super Bowl. Thanks, man. You guys are the best. Thanks for having me on. Take yeah, care. Good stuff, Eric. Eric Eager, PFF underscore Eric. Check out the PFF forecast as well. He and George Nahuri, great stuff. That's Sean. I'm Tim. More to come on the other side right here on Visa. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. If you miss any part of our show or anything on the VSN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all our shows or download and listen your schedule. Go to vcin.com slash podcast. You'll get Beating the Book with Gil Alexander, Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. We've got Hardwood Handicappers, the Lombardi Line, Follow the Money, My Guys in the Desert, Coast to Coast Hoops, all of that and more. Guess what? They're all free and available at vcin.com slash podcast. Alongside Sean King, I am Tim Murray. Thanks to Eric Eager for joining us. Favorite play from E? 49ers plus the points. Felt like it's a bad matchup a for the guy. Rams. He is. Yeah. That's the way you're leaning as well. Yeah. Um by the I way, like both dogs. You um you like Nashville tonight. Yeah. The puck line. Uh I gave Stormy uh that play is the Puck Shadamas play of the day for her show. Um Predators Puck Line. Uh there's eight point two seconds, so I don't want to mush myself, but Go looks Predators. like the Predators home. are gonna get a nice plus one forty five on the puck line, win at the Kraken. Very nice. So hopefully that uh, that comes home. I was uh, I was on Stormy's show today. Yeah. Always always fun to be on visit with Stormy. I on, never get invited on my guys in the desert. That's not true. I don't. I've never been invited to uh, my guys in the desert. You can just just pop on in. No. Fire up the Skype machine and oh, just, no, just no. head on in. Well, I don't know if I'll be back. I went one zero and one on my plays on the show today. So because you gave too many plays, you just gave one. Should have figured out the one that was going to hit. Give that one. Boom. Move on. Oh, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, UCLA right now, 56 to 46. Uh, We'll see if I got too cute. Probably did, but you never know. Uh, I took UCLA plus the three Mm pregame. They were up 40 to 29 at the half. So what did we do? We said, let's try to middle this puppy. Let's do it. We laid the four with Arizona second half. And right now they're leading the second half by one. So we'll see. We need UCLA by one to six or Arizona by one to two. And we win both our bets. So zero doesn't count because that forces overtime, obviously. So we got 
Got eight points here we're working with. Eight-point window, window of opportunity. Let's see if we can middle this bad boy and uh, have ourselves a real good night. Let's do it. Um, you know, I had a good night. Aaron. The Golden State Warriors. Yes, Aaron did have a good Aaron. night. His Maryland Terrapins beat Rutgers at the rack. By the way, Rutgers at home this year in Big Ten play, 4-0 straight up, 3-0 as a dog outright. And they were a favorite tonight. And Maryland Terrapins got it done. 68 to 60, covered. And well, they were dogs. They won outright. Uh, so big win there uh, for for the Terps. But I was gonna say, how about the Golden State Warriors tonight? I mean, they absolutely obliterated the Dallas Mavericks. 130 to 92, the final score tonight as the Warriors take care of business over hits in that one obviously cover the number with ease Luka Doncic 25 points eight rebounds and three assists Steph Curry continues to struggle a bit from three just two of 10 from three tonight he had 18 points Clay Thompson at 15 uh, off the bench Jonathan Kaminga the rookie continues to play quite well he hit four threes tonight uh Jordan Poole from Michigan, 17 points. They go deep, man. And Golden State, an impressive 130-92 to win over the Dallas Mavericks. And they did it with no Draymond. Mm-hmm. And uh, James Wiseman still has not played a game this year because of knee surgery. So they still aren't full throttle yet. Lakers won tonight in Brooklyn. Granted, it was a, uh, a limping Brooklyn Nets. No Kevin Durant. No Kyrie because of the... Uh, COVID vaccine rules in New York City. No, it's not because of the COVID vaccine rules, because he won't get vaccinated. Yes. Yeah. That, there you go. Uh, Don't but, make it seem like it's the, the city of New York's fault. Come on. I'm just, I'm, yeah. as you would say, I'm just reporting the news here. I, just saying why he wasn't playing tonight. Right. Why he's allowed to play on the road, but not at home. Good hit, I, I wish Arizona. Just, Come I wish, on now. I just wish he'd only take half the money. I respect it more than <laughs> Uh, James Harden at 33 in the loss. He had a triple-double. LeBron, 33-7 board, six assists, three steals, two blocks for LeBron. Zero turnovers tonight uh, for LeBron James as they get the win on the road. Anthony Davis return, and he finished with eight points in 25 minutes, four blocks for the Lakers. When you look at the Lakers come the postseason, we talked to Kurt Heelan earlier in the show. Western Conference, you got Phoenix atop, Golden State, Memphis, Utah. Right now, the Lakers, as of right now, this moment, they're the eight seed. Anthony Davis back. You'd assume, can they get out of that play-in situation? How much trust do you have? How many teams make the playoffs? Well, 10 total if you include the play-in. Six avoid the play-in. Oh, missing layups. I mean, Arizona, I don't know who. So it's eight total. By the way, I don't know who this Arizona team is tonight. They look awful. Yeah, I'm glad I left that game alone. So, wow. the, so to answer your question right now. And you liked Arizona. Um, the Lakers would play the Suns in the first round, which means they'd probably be done in no. round one. No, right now. They're if, the eighth seed. Yeah. If they, they play the one seed, right? If, no, no, no. If they beat Minnesota in the right, play, right, right, right. then they would play the Golden State Warriors. So the one seed gets a bye no. in the first round? No, the play-in tournament. So the seven plays the eight, right, and the nine plays the ten. Right. The winner of the nine-ten game plays the loser of the seven-eight game. 
Okay. The winner of the seven eight game is automatically in. Gets the seven seed. Okay. And then that's how you get your well, top right. eight seeds. But I'm just saying, either somebody's gonna be the seven seed, somebody's gonna be the eight seed. Right. So my point being, right now the Lakers will be playing Phoenix. If they finished first in this little quasi one game tournament, yeah. they would be playing. If they Golden beat Minnesota State. head to head, they would play Golden State. Right. Which yeah. is like six in one hand, half a dozen in the other. Sure. Like, yeah, you know, they're not beating either one of those teams. I don't know that either one's an easier matchup. Because both of those teams are going to force you to play sound, solid, consistent defense. So they're going to put up a bunch of points on you. I mean, it's funny. You think back to last year, and look, the, the Lakers got a lot to figure out. But last year, they go up 2-1 over the Suns. Mm-hmm. They're a massive favorite to win that series because they were a poor matchup for the Suns. But then Anthony Davis gets hurt, and they become... Which is always a possibility. Right? Doesn't he seem to always get hurt? He's, and think about this. He's been banged up over his career. The likelihood sure. of him getting hurt is going to be higher now because he's forced to play center. Because they're not playing Dwight Howard. I mean, I don't even know why they have a – what's the guy he's played for the Clippers? DeAndre the Jordan? Yeah, I don't even know why he's on the team. I mean, he's been washed since the Clippers days. So, I mean, which – Well, they're, I mean, that's going to make him probably more likely to get injured because at least when he plays the, like – Swing 3-4, like when they were really good in the bubble. You know why they were really good? Because they had Dwight Howard and they had uh, JaVale McGee mm-hmm. to protect the rim, to do all the dirty work, and AD could kind of just float around. And... Yeah, but their best lineups in the bubble were when he went to five. No, no. So I felt like their advantage was when when they had the rim protection and the guy doing the dirty work, boxing people out, getting the tough rebounds in traffic, like, to me, those are the reasons that AD doesn't want to play the five. Because it forces you to get all those little nicks and bruises that come with being under the basket, trying to chase down rebounds, you know, getting knocked to the floor. He's trying to avoid all of that. I mean, if you look at... The, and that made him huge, too, by the way. The numbers of when they played him at the five, they were, like, through the roof efficiency and all that so but I mean this I don't know I mean, once again Russell Westbrook's on that team I, I don't know how they're I won't look that I up. don't know how they're figuring it out I, I really don't so we'll see they yeah. go they won tonight Anthony Davis is back you know played a a banged up you keep missing threes Arizona good job uh it's only 11 so it's even uh no we're down uh so yeah, I thought it was 11 at the half. yeah it was 40 yeah. 40 to 20. so they made a little comeback seven so was... for 24 <laughs> from three I mean the basket's oh moving oh my gosh I'm serious Oh, uh, I bet a team tonight they still got to push somehow that shot, what, like 24% from three. And I, get, I don't know. It's just, it's, they're going to play each other again in Arizona-UCLA in about 10 days. That's mm. going to be a fascinating matchup, man. To me, the thing is the layups. Like a three-point shooting to me, like Charles Barkley always says, you live by the three, you die by it. You know, I don't think you can make a living out there every game. But they've been, I mean, from the field, they can't be shooting better than 30, 35%. No. Like, they've missed more more layups. Like, There's another right one. Right on cue, two yeah. of them in a row. I mean, they can't make layups right now. This is a fact. I mean, Arizona is leading the nation in scoring margin. They're at like 24.4 points per game. But what did I mention <laughs> before the show? Excuse me. In the Pac-12, who have they beaten? I mean, they have really beaten up on the cellar dwellers in the Pac-12. They haven't had a, a road chance like this against a UCLA team that's top 10 in the country. Here's what's ironic. If you just look at the rankings, you're like, oh, man, the Pac-12 is tough this year. But I think Pac-12 is a little overrated in basketball. 
I don't think USC. I think is that Arizona's. Good. I think Arizona UCLA I, are, are are the uh, real deal. I, I mean, don't UCLA like, went to the Final Four last year. They did. Arizona's they, got. I like their team size, last year better. But uh, you like their team last year better when they almost lost to Michigan State in the play-in. Yeah, but they went to the Final Four. I yeah. thought they played yeah. with a little it's more a lot, moxie. It's a lot easier to say I like them better. But I'm talking about the way they play. They're going to be a two seed. They were an 11 seed last year. Yeah, they're playing a pudding conference. So the schedule's easy. Here on Visa. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. It's never too early to prepare for the big game, and we want to make sure Visa is part of your plans. We'll be with you throughout the playoffs, and then on championship weekend, we'll have 56 hours of free video coverage on vsin.com leading up to our sixth annual live betcast. It's the biggest game of the year, so make your plans now to join vsin betting experts before, during, and after the action at, at vsin.com. Alongside Sean King. I can't remember where he went and played his college ball. I am Tim Murray. <laughs> uh, we got UCLA, Arizona. Eight minutes to go in this one at Paul D. Pavilion. UCLA leading by 10. UCLA is going to win by four. You're going to smack this right in the middle. Oh, man, that would be glorious. Yeah. Took UCLA plus the three pregame and laid the four in the second half. So we need anywhere from an Arizona one to two point victory to UCLA, one to six point victory, and we mm. get ourselves a juicy looking middle. There you go. So we will see. It's down to eight. eight it was point, 11 at the half. So eight point game. Getting hey, close. Would you have minus four and a half in minus the second? Minus four. Minus four. We need to get to seven would be a push. Okay. Six would be a win. No, they're never in doubt. Well, this is over. Well, that's why I put, the, I put the plus shirt on tonight because I knew I was coming in here with Missouri. We had Sienna, almost got there with Sienna. And, man, UCLA's hitting some jumpers tonight, man. They are. They're looking good. Seven minutes left. You've got plenty of time. That's a good That's a <laughs> good possession. Come down. Got Steve Kerr. Well, I mean, he does He do have his socks pulled up and a headband on. Well, he's wearing 25. He went to Arizona. But his, his last name is, I think it's K-I-E-R. And he wears Steve Kerr's number. Yeah. So, uh, we got that going on. That's pretty much it left on the board. Um, Sean was able to. Give out a winner to Stormy, Nashville yeah. puck line. Didn't text me that, but that's cool. 
I yeah, just, I just, I just on this sheet. I just gave you winners Give it out earlier show. today. You decided not to use. But that's cool. Um, so tomorrow, call me with your best college basketball play. Don't I'm not call, call me. I'm not, don't no, text no, me with a list no, no, of no, no, six. No, 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 no. Just give me the best if, play. If I'm it not, wins, it wins. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I'm not reaching out to you for you to make bets. If you want my information that I'm personally going to bet, you can reach out to me. Now, for those that watch our show on a consistent basis, we really appreciate you guys. The irony and what the Ginger Genius just said is unfathomable. We're gonna get. We're gonna get. This is a guy that comes on and lambasts me daily because I don't put out my Puckstradamus plays, and then he just had the audacity to say on live television, "I'm not gonna call you and give you my plays. I have to reach out to you." Yeah. But you openly criticize me because I don't because you call don't put you. Them on, on Twitter. But yeah, I don't. I put on. New Mexico on Twitter. I went on Stormy's show and said Missouri. Missouri. Well, you didn't put your basketball plays on Twitter, did I you? Put but New Mexico on there. Yeah, that's push. just one. I know. Well, you told me my best play. Yeah. All right, let's get. to I'll text a, you Puxadamas plays. Why you're not gonna play them though? Let's get to tomorrow, and I'll look at the college basketball slate. Here. Good shot tonight, Aaron. Too. Our producer came through. He gave me one play. Colorado State, never in doubt. Yeah, you put, Good it, on, call, you put it on a six-leg parlay in college basketball, which is well. That was the one I got right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I feel a little dirty doing this. Then why do it? But I, I gotta go. I gotta go against my guy tomorrow. I mean, it's been so fruitful. But you, you're going against Shaka. You gotta know at some point when to go against someone. And Marquette has been just glorious for us as a dog, have been bearing fruit after fruit after fruit. And at some point, you have to know when to jump off. And Marquette now is a top 25 program. They are going on the road to Seton Hall. And we faded Seton Hall earlier this week. After they beat St. John's on Saturday, they had to host St. John's again on Monday, and they got thumped. Now, two days later, here comes Marquette over the weekend. Marquette coming in fresh off of a win off Xavier at home. Marquette has won six straight, including in that stretch, on a controversial win at the Pfizer Forum as a home dog against Seton Hall. Seton Hall's laying four. Seems a little fishy to me that a team that is coming off a loss is now laying four against a team that they've already lost to. And they're playing a team with a six-game winning streak. I think Seton Hall gets their revenge. I like the Pirates to take care of our guy, Shaka Smart. Going to feel dirty, but I like the Pirates at home tomorrow. You, 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 you threw me a curveball because I thought for sure the second 830 game was where you were going. Oh, I'm going there, too. Because Davidson has bought you so much pain. I'm going against him again. Are you serious? I got to. I, I, I have to. So, for those who don't know, Davidson is riding one of the longest winning streaks in the country. You know the great ghost is playing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Okay. Yeah. You're going to go against him again? Yeah, Michael Jones. How many times does Michael Jones have to put daggers in your heart before you become a believer? See, at one point, this was Steph Curry. And people were like, there's no way that Curry kick can shoot like that again. I'm going to fade. Michael Jones ain't Steph Curry. He shoots like him. So, they're playing VCU. Mike Jones, who? I had VCU. Oh, I'm going to enjoy tomorrow's show. Last week. I haven't decided if I'll play this one yet. I definitely, (laughs) I haven't decided if I'm this crazy. I'm telling you now, this game comes on at 530, 
If you go against Michael Jones and we walk in this studio at seven and he's got twenty six, I'm just telling you, you're gonna hate me tomorrow. I mean, I can't. How many times a kid got to put a dagger right in the middle, like, of your heart for you not to finally believe in him? And they're at home. They're favored. Yeah, it's perfect. It's perfect. I'm going to take the points. BCU, baby. They got revenge on their minds. Ooh, tomorrow's show going to be exciting. VCU. Give me the, give me the, Don't say I didn't tell you. Give me the Rams. Don't say I didn't tell you. VCU. Fun fact about VCU. Uh, their head coach, Mike Rhodes. I'm pretty sure I can say this confidently is the only active division one basketball coach that has ever had a scouting report on your boy. Cause I played against him when he was the head coach at Randolph Macon college. And you know, somehow, some way he only held me to four. He held me to four points. I mean, that alone, <laughs> I think lack of minutes that alone contributed to that as well. Oh man. UCLA is pulling away there. Can someone find the uh, Twitter handle of the gray ghost? I need to reach out to one Michael Jones and just let him know, uh, <laughs> It'd be very, very beneficial for me if he has a tremendous game tomorrow. By the way, of course, so I faded Davidson in back-to-back games. They ripped out my heart yeah. in two straight games. One kid then, in particular. Then they go on the road, and they lay an egg. They come back. They beat Fordham over the weekend, but they don't cover. Of course, I didn't bet that. So Because there was a look-ahead game. They were looking at VCU VCU's coming to town. VCU's fired up, man. So is Davidson. Nah, is They're finally ranked. They're 25th in the country now. Big spot. Yeah. Big spot to take. The, the whole college. There's only like 675 kids in the whole university. They'll all be at the game. <laughs> I haven't decided yet, but uh, I am leaning towards Don't go against points. Mike Jones. He has your number. By the way, Arizona is in trouble here for this middle. Do you get too cute? Please Not really. Out. I thought it was a good bet. Yeah. I agreed. You know, yeah. regression would happen, but. Well, the thing that you could not account UCLA, for. UCLA. You couldn't account well. for Arizona missing the layups. I mean, they've missed at least 10 layups in the limited time I've been watching in the second half. Anything uh, Puckstradamus is in? Yes. So, again, I will come out with the official card tomorrow, but. The first play that jumped out at me when I looked at tomorrow's slate, it's a smaller slate, but I do love Colorado-Boston over six. The Boston Bruins are at the Colorado Avalanche. The Avalanche have played two consecutive games that went under, sort of similar to Vegas, who played a 1-0 game against the Rangers the other night. They lost a game at home. Um, They broke out today, and and they lost, but the game went over the total 4-3. They lost to the Hurricanes. I anticipate the Avalanche – Game will be very similar tomorrow against the Bruins, who both are off tonight. They'll have their legs under them. I see a high-scoring affair. Avalanche are great at home. I still don't like laying that big number you have to lay with the Avalanche. But Puckshire Damas for tomorrow, Wednesday. Avs, Bruins over six. All right. I will go officially Marquette. No, sorry. Did Se- you make a play on that? Seton Hall minus four. Okay. VCU plus four and a half. As long as you don't attach my over six to that dumb VCU plus four bet. <laughs> Just telling you, man. How many, half. how many times the kid got to do it to you before he makes you a believer? Well, maybe one more time. All right, here's what, here's what happens. When, we get, when the show starts tomorrow, mm-hmm. you're not allowed to get all in your feelings if Mike Jones is going off. Yeah, that game, by the way, that game's going to be ending right. when we start the show. 5.30, yeah. It'll probably be this is what I do. six minutes left. I, but regardless, it'll be entertaining. That's what I do. I I am here to entertain the people. 
You're like one of those people, like after Jordan won the first three in a row and oh, retired. Oh, he's never I love coming the Blazers. Back. He's never coming back. I love oh, yeah. the I bet, yeah. I bet the Blazers. Yeah. I bet Jordan, the Suns. Jordan, Jordan will never I bet be the, the Sonics. Same. I bet the Jazz, and I bet the Jazz again. Mike Jones is like Steph Curry when he's a Davidson. A lot of similarities. Yeah, except that he won't go seventh overall in the NBA draft. How about that? Scott Seidenberg's up next. That's Sean. I'm Tim. We're back tomorrow. Faden Davidson, baby. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.